ESPN is reporting who the Buccaneers are most likely to franchise tag, while another one of their key free agents is likely to be priced out of returning to Tampa. Oh, and it's a mock draft Monday. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view every day. I am James Yarko, joined by my outstanding co-host, David Harrison. Both of us cover your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation. And when we aren't there and when we aren't here, we are on Twitter at Jarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at LockedOnBucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Yeah, we thank you guys for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online, who has you covered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And James, we're going to start this conversation. We're going to start this week off with what I consider to be bad news, but what a lot of people consider to be good news. And all in all, for the 2022 NFL season, it's good news because Chris Godwin may actually be getting franchise tagged after all, even with the increased amount. Whether that franchise tag is going to cost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers almost $20 million because it's the second consecutive season uh, that the Buccaneers would be would be tagging their number one receiver who plays a one alpha uh, role to, of course, star wide receiver Mike Evans. And, of course, is according to ESPN's G- Jeremy Fowler via ESPN Plus, who's reporting the Buccaneers are likely to franchise Chris Godwin over cornerback Carlton Davis just to ensure that Chris Godwin doesn't hit the open market in his column. Uh, Jeremy Fowler wrote, quote, the belief league-wide is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would tag receiver Chris Godwin over cornerback Chris Carlton Davis, who is set to be a free agent but definitely could be re-signed. One source predicted there's a 90% chance Tampa Bay tags Godwin, who the Bucs do not want to lose, end quote, which is very interesting, James, because Peter Report and Scott Reynolds just last week said that a deal between the Buccaneers and Chris Godwin was coming, that he wasn't going anywhere. The tag, Reynolds said, would be used just to extend the negotiating time necessary just to hammer out the deal between the Buccaneers and Chris Godwin. James, does this report change your opinion at all, or do you still think an extension, a long-term deal, uh, is imminent with Chris Godwin? I think they are still going to work to get that long-term deal done. I mean, Like I said, when when Evan Klosky and I talked about uh, Scott Reynolds' tweet, that Scott has been around this team for 20 years and he's not going to tweet something out that is blatantly false. Uh, he's he's going to put that out there because he trusts the, where the information is coming from. So you take a look at that and you take a look at this report. Maybe this is just pure. I mean, it really is pure speculation on my part, but I'm trying to connect some dots here. And to me, it seems like the Bucks, if they tag Godwin, it is strictly going to be to prevent him from hitting that open market and let them hammer out a long-term deal. I don't think, even if he's tagged by Tuesday's deadline, I don't think he plays on the franchise tag. I think that's just the way the Bucks are going to ensure that they keep him here long-term. And if they they have you know a couple of bridges to get over in order to get this long-term deal done, that's what the franchise tag is going to be used for is to make sure that they have exclusive negotiating rights with them because I'm kind of with you and I know you're going to talk about it in just a minute. Forcing Godwin to play on back-to-back franchise tags is not in the best interest of the franchise. 
Yeah, because look, this is we're in a day and age right now where players want and are seeking more and more control of their destiny, their paths, and their careers. Uh, and I don't, I don't really blame anybody. I mean, I think everybody in every walk of life wants as much control over their future and where their career is going to take them, uh, where their life is going to take them. So I don't think NFL players, you know, just because you make millions of dollars to quote unquote play a game and all that stuff, should be subjected to any less control over their lives than what everybody else wants now. Again, there, there are measures in place for NFL teams to be able to do this kind of thing for a reason. And there's a reason that the amount increases every year. And that's to essentially kind of make it a little bit uh, punitive for one for teams to not agree to long term deals with players. But also it eventually prevents you because, I mean, next year you're talking about Chris Godwin. Like, I think it's like twenty two million dollars projected on the on the franchise tag if they were to do that. Something something crazy like that. So, you know, they're, 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 they kind of feed into each other. My thing about players today wanting to kind of carve their own path though is you know again if the Buccaneers force Chris Godwin to play a second season under the franchise tag that's not going to really foster a lot of positive will because basically what that tells you is that Chris Godwin's camp is asking for certain things whether that be guaranteed money years uh, incentives whatever they're asking for that the Buccaneers just weren't willing to match and to meet him with or at least meet him halfway to where he felt comfortable when that kind of thing happens and then you say okay well too bad you're gonna stay here anyway we'll talk again later that kind of thing starts to rub a player the wrong way and it starts to kind of lead to some of those bad feelings. And that's how you end up with Chris Godwin signing a five-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles in the 2023 offseason. Now, if Reynolds is right, which just, just to back up what you said and what everybody else has said, having seen Scott Reynolds in his, in his work process, like you and I have, the man doesn't throw anything out there unless he's got information on it. So as long as something gets done before, you know, whatever 4 PM July 2nd, whatever the deadline is for franchise tag players to sign extensions, I think we're fine. If that's what this is, is just to give them more time to talk. Beautiful. Fantastic. Let's go and do it. Let's let's make it happen. But if July 2nd comes and goes, July 3rd, we wake up and Chris Godwin's still franchise tagged. I have a hard time believing Chris Godwin's going to return the very next season. Yeah, it definitely makes things tough. And look, if they do use the franchise tag on Chris Godwin, that now creates another problem that Carlton Davis is likely going to get out the door. And that leaves a hole in the secondary that the Bucks are then going to have to replace when even with Chris Godwin, the Bucs still had to address receiver. They still have to address running back. They have to address the offensive line, which we're going to get into in just a moment here. And, and I'll be as excited as anyone when Chris Godwin sets foot back on a football field wearing the pewter and red because few things are as smooth and impressive as Chris Godwin playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there are also few things as smooth or impressive within the protein bar world as built bars and have you tried the built puffs if you haven't you are the one who is missing out puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy they're marshmallowy they're not just a protein bar they are a treat and they're covered in 100 real chocolate the puffs flavors you got churro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie they are going to be your new favorite all built bars puffs included are covered in 100% real chocolate, low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with a delicious Built Bar. And if you still want the OG Built Bar, obviously you got your mint brownie, your peanut butter brownie, your coconut almond, all kinds of flavors to choose from over there at Built Bar. They are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first. Then they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
Thanks again, Bucks Nation, for making us your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day if you're joining us over on YouTube. Make sure you're also following the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's also free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like the Locked On Bucks podcast. Because James, while Chris Godwin may be staying one way or another, at least for the 2022 NFL season, things are starting to look a little grim. When it comes to the return of Big Red, Ryan Jensen, the center, when the Pro Bowler hits the free agent market, when any Pro Bowler hits the free agent market, it's always nerve-wracking for the fan base and for the team. And Ryan Jensen, I mean, if if the reports are that they might use the tag on Chris Godwin over Carlson Davis, that means Ryan Jensen's option number three, if he's even that. So. It's possible, and, we, and we've been talking about this really since the, since the drafting of Robert Hainsey when it was announced they were basically cross-training him to be a center and moving him over, that this may be a situation where Ryan Jensen has moved out, Robert Hainsey has moved in, and look, if it's about to be Kyle Trask season, I mean, you kind of have no reason not to go with the young center to pair with the young quarterback, maybe get yourself a little Peyton Manning, Jeff Saturday action going. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Fowler doing everything he can in this uh, article over on ESPN Plus to really – build up some Buccaneers fans, right? He Jeremy Fowler's like, hey, look, there's a 90% chance that Chris Godwin is not going anywhere because he yeah. could end up franchise tag. So Bucks fans, you get to keep Chris Godwin. Then Jeremy Fowler says, hey, the Buccaneers are going to do everything in their power to keep Ryan Jensen in Tampa. But then Dan Graziano comes in and is like, hold on a minute. I'm going to ruin your day. He says that Ryan Jensen is going to command a lot of interest from teams like the New York Jets, the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and his old team, the Baltimore Ravens. Basically, everybody in that division wants Ryan Jensen. Yeah. So with that many teams in on getting Jensen services, the Bucs may lose out, not because they don't want him, but because the price is going to get too high. Look, when you have five, six, seven teams bidding on a player, that price just keeps going up and up and up and up. And we've laid out all of these players that the Bucs need to bring back. You know, If Chris Godwin is franchise and doesn't come to a long-term deal, that's $20 million right there. So Carlton Davis is gone. Ryan Jensen is probably gone at that point. They have holes at running back. They have holes on the interior of the offensive line outside of Jensen. This team has a lot of positions that they need to focus on, and that we're not even talking about the quarterback position. So it may be Blaine train season. It may be Trask season, whatever it is. But with as good as Ryan Jensen is, and as fiery and, and the leader that he is, he's commanding a lot of attention, and that is very bad news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. David, you and I were optimistic after Ali Marpet retired that the Bucs could bring back Ryan Jensen and they could bring back Alex Kappa with that extra money. I'm starting to get the feeling that it's going to be time for Robert Hainsey to take over as the starting center. Yeah, and look, this this may be the the Ali Marpet money may actually be Alex Kappa and Aaron Stinney money. And then, like we said, you know, Robert Hainsey goes over and fills in its, its center. Uh, and then you use the NFL draft. This is we've we've talked about it before. This is a very draft or a trench heavy, talented pool of players coming out in this year's class. I mean, Dylan Parham again, one of my favorite guys out of Memphis. You can get him on day two and potentially groom him to where he could be a starting caliber interior offensive lineman. I would say probably by year two, uh, not necessarily year one. Or you have Linderbaum out of Iowa. You have a, a host of other players that potentially are going to be available and. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we talk about kind of the luck of the draw and how the draft falls and how your roster needs fall. Uh, tackles go at a premium, right? Tackles usually 
your top tackles in the draft. You're talking about 10, top 10 draft picks, top five draft picks. I mean, two being mocked right now pretty routinely uh, in the top five. But your interior offensive linemen. So when you're picking 27th, you don't want to need tackles. You want to need interior offensive linemen. That's what the Buccaneers need. So potentially you could go there uh, with your first round draft pick or again, we said the talent deeper uh, into the next days. And with all three of those guys that we're talking about, Stinney Kappa and Hainsey, if that's your starting interior offensive line, all three guys have experience. Hainsey has the least amount of physical, practical exercise experience, obviously. But if if if, the, if you're running into a situation where only one member of your team has less play time, where the other four have a, have a good amount of play time experience, especially with the Super Bowl run, there are a lot of NFL teams that will take that type of offensive line formation and be happy with it moving forward. So. You love Ryan Jensen. You want to see him back. But, I mean, on a personal level, I, I just applaud the fact that his market uh, is looking so hot that Ryan Jensen's about to get uh, compensated very, very nicely for what uh, what he deserves, I think. Yeah, no question about it. And and we've been saying for a while that the Cincinnati Bengals are a team to keep an eye on because they got to protect Joe Burrow. That was very evident in the second half of that Super Bowl and in the divisional round against the Titans. Ryan Jensen is the exact guy that you would want on that team because there isn't going to be a single person touching Joe Burrow without suffering some major consequences from uh, from Big Jensen. Absolutely. James, did you hear that LeBron James, James dropped over 50 points uh, the other night when Matthew Stafford was in intense? Told Matt Stafford, if you're going to be here, I got to put on a show. Did you hear about that? Uh, yeah, I also heard that LeBron James is the first player in NBA history to score more than 50 under the age of 21 and over the age of 35. Timeless, timeless talent. We're not going to get into the MJ LeBron conversation, but we are going to get into the prop bet conversation because it's very, very likely that LeBron did not have uh, the, the over under was in a good place where if you took the over on LeBron James performance the other night, you probably made some money, especially with our friends at bet online. And for all your latest odds, totals, player performance props and where the next fired head coach is going to land. We want you to go to betonline.net to get all that information because they are your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet online remains the best spot for all your sports course podcasts and news this season. And it's not just basketball. They've got, they are your source for hockey, boxing and UFC. So head over to their website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at bet online where the game starts. Right. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On a Bucks podcast, James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison82, and it's a mock draft Monday. Love mock draft season. Uh, you know, people excited about the combine. And uh, look, in this mock draft that we have coming up from the Pro Football Network, this was their mid combine mock draft, and the Bucks wisely look to the trenches and pull away a stud from the SEC. Yeah, this isn't going to be the first time or the last time we talk about mock drafts this week. This is the first time, but it won't be the last. We've got one from the Locked On NFL Draft yeah. guys coming. And post-combine, I mean, James, literally DBs are working out as we're recording this episode. So we've got a lot of post-combine stuff coming for you guys this week as well. But mid-combine people, decision makers too, they're shifting guys up and down boards. So let's look at Cam Meller from Pro Football Network and see what he has going in his latest effort. And here, James, in the top five, we talk about those two offensive tackles uh, potentially going in the top five. Cam actually throwing a curveball into that. Only one offensive tackle going in the top five, and he's going number one. Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Detroit Lions taking edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. <laughs> then Michigan edge rusher goes to the Houston Texans. David Ojabo 
going to the Houston Texans. Then Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame, going to the Jets. So the Jets taking a defensive backfield with their number four overall pick. That's interesting. Kenyon Green, interior offensive lineman out of Texas A&M, going number five overall to the New York Giants. Probably the most diverse top five I've seen in a mock in a very long time. This is what things like the Combine can do to a player's stock. So I'm very, very interested. Aiden Hutchinson, small arms, not a big deal, guys. Don't overreact. Anyway, in the division, Atlanta Falcons, number eight, taking Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, basically benefiting from everybody else's panic move. There's no reason his short arm should affect him this much. The Detroit Lions are going to regret this move for decades to come. Number 18, the New Orleans Saints take Matt Corral. Very happy about that. I call him Taylor Heineke Light for a reason. Go get him, uh, New Orleans quarterback out of Ole Miss. And then James, 27th overall, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The only team really making a good decision, the Atlanta Falcons. I don't give them credit for taking Aiden Hutchinson, number eight. Michael Jordan land, drops in your lap at the 15th overall pick. You don't get credit for, for selecting him. You just get credit for not being as dumb as some other people. Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good decision because Endowment Kinsu and Will Golston, look, as much as we're hearing about Chris Godwin, as much as we're hearing about Carlton Davis, as much as we're hearing about Ryan Jensen, we ain't hearing nothing from Endowment Kinsu or Will Golston, which obviously doesn't bode well to their potential futures. But uh, the writing here says, quote, a smooth pass rusher and stout run defender. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers grab Devontae Wyatt as they again go to the center of the defensive line in round one. Adding Wyatt allows them to get younger and more versatile as he can move around the interior of the defensive line with ease. He's a long-term projection as a starter who will get to learn from one of the best ever if the Bucs re-sign Indominus Sue. Yeah, look, if they bring back Indominus Sue, Wyatt becomes a very key rotational piece and he improves their upfront pass rushing ability, which is something Jason Light talked about wanting to get better at in the scouting combine. But I agree that he does eventually, he does project to eventually be a starter. But honestly, if you put him next to Vita Vea and you put him under the right tutelage, which you know the Buccaneers have the right tutelage there, not just with Todd Bolt, but also with their position coaches, Devontae Wyatt, probably going to have a little bit of runway. But I think by week five or six, you could really see some potential and really see why the Buccaneers would make him a first round pick if he's forced into starting action early. Yeah, I don't think Wyatt is the pick if the Buccaneers have brought back Indomitian and Sue. I think if, if you're drafting Wyatt, it's because Sue is gone. Yeah. William Golston may be gone as well. And now you're looking at Vita Vea's long-term tag team partner. And that's something that the Buccaneers desperately need because Indomitian Sue is not getting any younger. They need a guy that can be out there that can blow up the interior of the line like Vea does, that can stop the run the way Sue and Golston did. Um I love the pick. I absolutely love it. And and for just for the sake of, of throwing this out there, there was a mock draft that I saw from CBS Sports that mm -hmm. had the Buccaneers taking Kenyon Green out of yep. Texas A&M at 27. In this one, he's top five. Yep. So this guy's range is the whole first round, basically. The entire board's range is is, is just it, insane, really, to be honest with wild. you. wild. This yeah. draft is going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be chaos, and yeah. I am here for it. Yeah. But look, no, legitimately, if this is the way that things shook out, I do like the Devontae West pick uh, for the Buccaneers to, to team up there with uh, Vita Vea. And the pick after the Bucs, the Green Bay Packers, had them taking Olave. So Olave was sitting there. The uh, games are won and lost in the trenches. I know, I get it, but God, Olave would be so much fun to watch in this offense. Yeah. With that, 
David, I think we are going to get out of here. Just a reminder for all of you to send in your emails and voicemails, lockedonbuckspodcast@gmail.com or 813-444-5841 to answer our question of the week. Quarterbacks excluded. No quarterbacks. Don't, don't bring them up. Who is a player that you would trade for from another NFL roster for the 2022 season? And as a little bonus, tell us what you would be willing to give up for that player. Do you want to go after a running back? You want to go after another wide receiver? You want to get a corner to replace Carlton Davis? Let us know what you would want, what player, what compensation. Really interested to hear some of those answers. Of course, David and I will have ours later this week. We want to thank all of you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or watch of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, because Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back tomorrow to talk more about the combine, more about some of these prospects. And who knows, David, maybe we're going to have a franchise tag to talk about as the deadline is looming. For David Harrison, I am James Yarko. And until we speak again, make sure you're checking everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com and follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.